We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're talking advanced quarterback stats on Rotoviz Radio. What's up, Rotoviz? Welcome to the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Podcast. This is Curtis Patrick. I'm joined by Dave Cabin. We're two of the owners here at Rotoviz, and it is show number two this week. We are deep into the fantasy playoffs in some leagues, just starting them in others. The NFL is falling apart. The teams are coming undone. Everyone is on the COVID list. Dave, how are you doing tonight? <laughs> I'm doing uh, all right, better than uh, some of those players on that list, I would imagine. Um, as people will find out, this episode has not started off swimmingly. Uh, we're having some technical difficulties. You are joining us via phone, but I'm feeling pretty good. have a couple uh, championships under my belt now, some best ball teams I'm pretty excited about now that I can officially say have advanced. So I- I'm ready to do this. Yeah. yeah, I'm pumped to hear, man. That's great. Um... We were tallying up our, our winnings uh, from our FFPC mains. We started to see some of that cash flow through today. Uh, Dave, I won this weekend. I won two of my FPC leagues outright as number one seed. So I've got uh, two big bullets uh, for, for that big prize. And the final tally on underdog, 18 out of my 51 best ball mania teams making it through and, and plenty of the puppy too. How how's your puppy squads do? Do you have any make it through? Oh yeah, I, I had a lot. So um, I forget the exact number, but it comes out to around like seventeen point seven percent. Oh yeah. So I'm, I'm oh yeah pretty pumped about that too. You know, put together a lot of interesting teams, and there's a couple that um, I, I really think have a chance to compete for the whole thing. So I'm feeling pretty good. Oh yeah, we this this is the show that can bring home the dough. Uh, can't wait to see uh, how that plays out over the course of the next three weeks. Well, it's show number two of the week. That means we're talking advanced metrics. Uh, we, we've really built out this area of our site this year, um, able to um, dive into what's driving some of the fantasy production with on-field descriptive stats and leading indicator metrics. Dave's got some great stuff pulled on the quarterbacks tonight. So, Dave, why don't you let us know uh, what your research led you to this week? Yeah, for sure. So 
what I focused on this week, um, just to kind of filter out the players that wouldn't be included, we're only looking at quarterbacks with more than 100 attempts. Now, we had kind of checked in on some of this earlier in the year. I just wanted to take a look at which quarterbacks have been the most accurate, which ones have held up well under pressure, um, which quarterbacks have thrown to running backs the most and see kind of what came out of that review. Because one of the things that I'm always interested in is how actual quarterback play can manifest itself in the fantasy scoring that we see of players. Uh, and, you know, so much in football flows through the quarterback position that it is a good descriptive way of making sense of what we're seeing on the field. And I think that uh, we will come away being very impressed by one player in particular, Curtis, after we look through this. So first thing I did was looked at uh, catchable percentage and on target percentage to kind of gauge accuracy. Now, as we've talked about before, a catchable ball is a ball that is placed in, air, in an area where your average receiver can reasonably make a play. That is different than on target percentage, where a ball that is on target is thrown in a manner that the receiver can catch it in stride and can continue moving. So you're going to have every on target pass be catchable, but not every catchable pass be on target. On target is a little bit more difficult of a pass to make. So your leaders in catchable percentage at 89.7, Joe Burrow, followed by Trevor Simeon, Kyler Murray, Sam Darnold, Matt Ryan, Jacoby Brissett, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, Mac Jones, Jimmy Garoppolo, Tua, and Dak Prescott. Now we see Mac Jones in this list. What I will say in everything we're looking at tonight, as has been the case in the past with these rookie quarterbacks, Mac Jones is the only name I'm going to mention. Now on target percentage, Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, Tua, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, Sam Darnold, Mac Jones, Trevor Simeon, Justin Herbert, Ryan Tannehill, Matt Ryan, Josh Allen. Kyler Murray was at 84%. At the end of that list, you have Josh Allen at around 78%. But then we look at some things that really matter. Uh, adjusted net yards per attempt. So that is we are adjusting some things for touchdowns, interceptions, things like that. Matthew Stafford with the highest at 8.1, followed by Kylo Murray at 7.9. Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, Tom Brady, Jimmy G, Jameis Winston, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, Dak Prescott, Joe Burrow. Then if we move into um, touchdown percentage, you see Jameis Winston at 1. Kyler Murray, again, at two with a 7% touchdown rate, followed by Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Kirk Cousins, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, and Dak Prescott. And then finally, if you look at their uh, IQR, which um, the provider that we use for stats, Sports Info Solutions, they have a homegrown metric that they've built that improves upon that typical QBR metric. And the leader in this is, if you haven't gathered by now, it's going to be Kyler Murray, followed by Jameis Winston, actually, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Kirk Cousins, Matthew Stafford, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Derek Carr, and Tua. And then if you look at IQR on plays under pressure, uh, which is an interesting way to dice things up, Josh Allen leads all passers. Then there's Tom Brady, Kirk Cousins, our boy Jalen Hurts. Patrick Mahomes, Teddy Bridgewater, Derek Carr, Matt Ryan, 
Dak Prescott, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, and Carson Wentz. And then, finally, IQR on play action, you have leading the way Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers, Wentz, Tua, Kirk Cousins, Stafford, Mahomes, Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, Lamar Jackson. So before we talk about targets to running backs, I want to take a, a minute now to talk about a couple of things. One, I think it's extremely impressive how well and how strongly Kyler Murray scores across a variety of these metrics. Um, we don't see him as high under pressure or on play action, but in pretty much every other category, he's one of the leading players. Uh, we can see that he's been extremely efficient throwing touchdowns. He's been very accurate when passing, um, giving his receivers, you know, looks that are positioning them really well. As a result, this flows into this very strong quarterback rating. And the other takeaway that I, I found interesting, Curtis, is that when you start to put all of these together, you can see that there really is an upper echelon of quarterbacks in this league that track strongly in just about everything. And to me, those players look like Kyler Murray. I think that we see Joe Burrow working his way in there. Obviously, uh, Justin Herbert, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers is in a lot of those as well. But I think this just really speaks to the season that Kyler Murray has had. And it's interesting to see Patrick Mahomes really not scoring too strongly in any of these, uh, you know, in comparison to the players that I mentioned, or you could toss Josh Allen in there who scores pretty strongly in some of these. Uh, and then just the other note that I had was, again, we're only seeing Mac Jones as the only rookie finding his way in here. Uh, and when we do come back and look at all of those quarterback metrics, you know, we will see that. Mac Jones has really separated himself this year. So I just threw a lot down. I'll pause for a minute in case you have anything you want to interject. Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, until we get down into some of the IQR metrics, um, I was actually doing a tally there as you're going through. Kyler Murray is um, inside the top three amongst uh, all quarterbacks and every other metric, uh, accuracy metric that, that you uh, rattled off there. So we got into some of the homegrown uh, SIS stuff. So he really is having an elite year. I think it's getting lost just a little bit because of, you know, that extended stretch of games that he missed, um, not playing in, in three games, um, kind of hurting maybe the perception of what his season is. But then, you know, looking at other metrics, he is number one among, uh, he is number one at QBR, uh, number three in just in raw completion percentage. And then, you know, just baking it down into fantasy, obviously, you know, adjusting for per game is super important here um, because of his missed time. Uh, Kyler is QB4 and PPR per game um, and QB2 in fantasy points over expectation um, per game. And, you know, when you're putting things on the, on the money for your receivers consistently in all areas of the field, um, you, know, you are going to, you know, it does not surprise me at all that, um, you know, you'd be getting a little bit more in terms of fantasy return on that because you're just converting a higher percentage of your plays. You know, the one name that doesn't show up necessarily at the top of many or any of these lists, but actually as I go down through this entire thing, all the way down through IQR, all the way down through targets running back, yep. Dave, there's, there's only one quarterback on every single one of these top 12 lists. And he didn't name him. And he can be infuriating at times. And if I rooted for his team, he would drive me bonkers. But it's Mr. You Like That, Captain Kirk Cousins. <laughs> on, he's on every single one of these lists, man. Yeah, I actually, and, yeah, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, and, you know, 
um, again, you know, frustrating player at times, but I, I was kind of surprised as I was um, doing kind of my, my parallel, um, you know, research for our discussion tonight, you know, Cousins is having a pretty, a pretty great year, man. Um, you know, he's QB six overall. He hasn't missed any games. Um, he's got eight QB one performances, um, and has been a QB two or better in, um, 12 of 13 appearances. You know, he's, he's top six in attempts, completions, passing yards. Um, he's QB four in air yards completed, QB eight in air yards thrown. Um, you know, he's got a lot of talent around him, obviously, you know, with, with Justin Jefferson leading the way for sure. And Adam Thielen, um, you know, he, he's been a little algae the last few weeks, but he's having another hyper-efficient season, just seemingly scoring touchdowns at will. Um, and that was my that was my other takeaway. It's like, you know, hey, if you've got really talented guys and you put it near them, I mean, good things are going to happen from a fantasy perspective. And these descriptive metrics um, basically say that, you know, while Kirk might not be elite, he's also, you know, he's doing enough um, to give his players opportunities. Yeah, and I'm glad that you mentioned him because if we go back to the beginning of the year, I can remember always being astounded the percentage of ESPN leagues, for example, that he was available in when I was working on um, the weekly article that I do where I look at the weekly GLSP projections and then use those to identify some solid quarterback streaming options. He was performing so strongly that he was the guy you know, that was the top pick just about every week in weeks one through four. And then finally it got to the point where I said, I just have to leave him out of this equation because he's doing so good that like this isn't really helping anybody. People should recognize by now how strongly he's been doing. We see that reflected in his fantasy numbers. And uh, I think that, you know, you make a good point. It's easy to lose sight of how strongly Cousins has been performing as a fantasy player this year. Uh, The other guy that I thought was interesting to see um, as a result of this exercise is Tua and the fact that he's making his way yeah. on some of these lists. And I'm not sure that people realize, uh, you know, what he's been doing as a, you know, to some extent as a fantasy passer, but also as a real life passer, given the fact that he missed some games early on. But I think if you, you know, you're a fan of his or you're a Dolphins fan, there's a little bit to be encouraged by there. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, since week six, he's, he's been the guy. And even from a fantasy perspective, four out of seven, uh, four out of seven games, um, over 20 points scored, four out of seven as a QB one. Um, he, he's QB four and completion percentage. Um, beyond that, you know, he looks very um, bottom end just um, in, in a lot of the counting stats and even in some of the, the, the fantasy, you know, per game, you know, rate type metrics, you know, QB 26 PPR per game, um, just QB nine and ex- 19 and expected points per game, QB 56 and fantasy points over expectation per game. So it's, it, it really is not translating to the, um, uh, the, the level of fantasy production that you would want to see although you wouldn't necessarily know it if you're just, you know, counting QB one games, but maybe there's, maybe there is something there, you know, Miami's going to have a lot of draft capital next year, but you know, Jalen Waddle, um, you know, looks like he's going to be, um, at worst, a very good NFL player. Um, and at best, you know, potentially a future elite. And, uh, you know, when you add in what they've got with Mike Kosicki opportunity to invest elsewhere in the offense, um, you know, Dolphins could be on the come here a little bit. So I'm glad you mentioned, Tua, maybe it's it's not Taps playing for him um, quite yet, uh, but yeah, the, Joe Burrow. I think um, is the other takeaway here um, for me. You know, just in terms of looking at other young quarterbacks, um, you know, he he had a solid fantasy rookie season in his limited appearances, and you know, we've talked a lot about his receivers. Um, even just um, yesterday, we were talking about. Uh, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins um, quite a bit, and I think the Bengals seem to come up in our conversation every week because of the excitement levels with that team. But we haven't spent a lot of time, you know, giving Joe Burrow the appreciation, and whether the receivers have helped in that connection with Chase, especially, have helped him, um, you know, maybe fast forward his development a little bit, or you know, maybe, maybe it's you know, just both sides of that battery uh, making each other better. It, it doesn't really matter because at, at the end of the day. Uh, Burrow looks like he's on his way to being one of the faces of the NFL. For sure. And, you know, I guess the thing also is how much of that relates to the receivers probably doesn't really matter because we know that for at least a couple of years, he has that tandem of Higgins and Chase should have Chase for a while, which is looking like that's going to be a difference maker for him. And then, you know, just where we see him coming in on some of these metrics, just behind Martin on target percentage, sixth in touchdown percentage. And when you look at the touchdown percentage list, it's an impressive group of players. You see a lot of passers in here um, that I think most NFL fans would say are pretty solid. Really, the most objectionable one for most people, I think, would be Kirk Cousins. They might question how good he actually is. He's on that list. So Burrow for a player just at the beginning of his career, looking very, very competitive in a lot of these numbers. Now, one other thing I wanted to look at here, Curtis, as we consider the accuracy metrics is targets to running backs, because we do know that when you're targeting running backs, uh, you're going to have a higher completion percentage to the position, generally an easier throw than if you're looking further downfield to a uh, end or a receiver. So let's add some of that in. I think it has two things that we can take away from this. It can help us to consider um, a guy like Murray or Burrow who isn't dumping it off a lot to running backs. It can help us to consider them um, and their performance and accuracy a little bit more strongly. But also, this is one that's useful as we start to think about 
players next year and backfields that we might be interested in. So now I didn't break these out into um, an attempt per game basis, but I do have yards per game thrown to running back. So I'll run through those after uh, the highest total Derek Carr at 110, Tom Brady at 100, Jared Goff at 98. And again, these are targets just to running backs. Justin Herbert at 93. Bit of a drop off to Mac Jones at 84, Mahomes 82, Wentz 78, Taylor Heineke 76, Tannehill 76, Josh Allen 76, Kirk Cousins 75, Matt Ryan 74. From a yards per game perspective, we see Derek Carr at 52.8, Jared Goff at 52.2. Uh, players around there are Herbert and Mac Jones. A little bit of a fall off to Mahomes at 45, and we go down to Brady around 41. From there, things kind of slowly trickle off. But like I said, I think it's impressive that you don't see Murray and Burrow, the players leading and on target percentage and strong and um, catchable percentage on that list. And then from a uh, takeaway of, of players or quarterbacks leading backfields, you're going to be interested in. Shouldn't it be a surprise that we're going to want to continue to look at uh, DeAndre Swift next year? Hopefully he's fully healthy. That Buccaneers backfield. And uh, Derek Carr's Raiders should be seeing a lot of looks in the backfield. Also uh, encouraging, too, to see Mac Jones continuing in that Patriots trend of getting running backs involved, which I think has become uh, pretty clear to anybody that's watched the team this year. I think those are good highlights. The, the two comments I have, um, one, just an appreciation for Tom Brady making Leonard Fournette uh, a, a receiving force. Yep. Um, Again, it, it's just crazy, man. Uncle Lenny is RB3 on the season. Um, I had to blank twice. I mean, that 44-point game a few weeks ago really propelled him up the list. But Fournette has 76 targets this year, Dave. I mean, he's caught 62 balls. Um, I think that that's going under the radar a little bit unless you're a, a Fournette manager. Um, and he was such a divisive player heading into the season anyway. Um, but the, the other quarterback on this list, that I think um, seeing him show up at, at QB7, um, right now, and with the season that Jonathan Taylor is having, could, could we just get Carson Wentz to be more accurate on these throws? I mean, he's targeting the running back position plenty, um, but he's only completing 70.5% of the passes, by far the worst among the, the top 12 quarterbacks actually throwing yep. um, through the running backs. Um, the lowest catchable percentage at 86.8%, lowest on target percentage by far, an embarrassing 75%. Could we just hit Jonathan Taylor in stride? He will be impossible. He will be impossible. Um, and so, so that is, that is one of my takeaways. It's like, you know, whatever, whatever pick is like before the one one probably where Jonathan Taylor needs to be going in 2022 redraft leagues. Yeah. You are not going to get any argument from me there or likely from any, uh, majority of the Rotoviz team. Um, you know, huge Jonathan Taylor fans. It is super exciting. Yeah, you, you raise an interesting point, right? Like, um, that is a pretty low percentage for looks to the running back position, no matter where you're looking here. So even if we see like a small uptick in that, which is possible, that could just unlock a couple more big plays for Jonathan Taylor, propelling him even further up those fantasy leaderboards. The final thing, Curtis, that I did want to quickly run people through um, just to get a sense of offensive line play um, on, in pass blocking situations, I looked at the uh, percentage of snaps um, 
that uh, were blown blocks um, on an offensive line. Tampa Bay, the best in this metric uh, at 1.5%, followed by the Rams, Steelers, Patriots, Packers, Bengals, Cowboys, Eagles, Chargers, and interestingly, the Bears and the Texans and then the Ravens. What I find interesting is a lot of these teams that have been strong in that you've seen it help uh, the quarterback. Uh, but, you know, some unexpected teams like I would not have expected to see the Bears or the Texans scoring strongly in here. Uh, but, you know, you can see that the Patriots have helped out Mac Jones in his first year. Brady maybe uh, you know benefiting from that of course some would say maybe he has something to do with that uh, Stafford and the Rams have been working out well uh, would not have expected the Steelers to be quite as high as they were uh, but just another thing that we can look at to kind of parse out some of uh, the happenings with the quarterbacks this year yeah um, I agree with all those call outs there um, a little bit frustrating to see the Bears perform well here but then still see you know, the quarterback struggling so mightily um, for, for Matt Nagy. Uh, the, the other team that pops here, as you know, their, their quarterback was popping in the metric at the top of the show, what an improvement by the Bengals. And it's just funny how, you know, as quarterback and receiver play improves, you know, perhaps the, the offensive line, you know, improvement um, has driven some of that, or perhaps Joe Burrow being more decisive, um, has led to that offensive line being more confident, not having to extend plays for them all the time. But the Bengals, I mean, they couldn't block me and you last year, Dave. Like they were <laughs> literally garbage. I mean, hot, steaming, gross garbage. So to see them top six here, also, uh, you know, bodes well for their their young QB um, with an ACL uh, tear early in his career. Uh, very encouraging there. Yeah. So that's all that I had for uh, you know our listeners today. We will be back on Friday, Curtis, and uh, we definitely want some questions. We've received, uh, you know, one question that I had a feeling would come our way this week. Um, but why don't you, as we close down, you know, you're good at encouraging and impassioning the audience, uh, you know, implore them to send us some questions. Listen, just send us some freaking questions. Okay, just send them and we'll answer them. It's that simple. Thank you for listening to the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. Send us questions at rvffshow at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at DaveCabinFF and at CPatrickNFL. Leave us a voicemail at 978-615-9214 and make sure to rate, review, and subscribe.